0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's 5 Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. You know there's a great saying that is so true, either you run your day or your day runs you. So today we're talking with Scott Beebe with Business On Purpose. He's a business coach, trainer, strategist who's been really successful in liberating business owners from chaos and giving them the tools they need to work on their business instead of in their business. Get ready for some great insights on how to make your business better. There's a buzz about your business. There is definitely a buzz around town. I've, I've heard so many people, have you talked to this Scott Beebe guy? Have you seen what they're doing over there? You know, I just really just and we hear just about everything. Tell me a little bit. Let's just talk a little bit about business on purpose, what you're doing, what it's all about, what what that looks like.
1: I'll start with this. We do one thing. We do it really well. We don't do a thousand things. We're not a sort of a buffet. Uh, We do one thing really, really well, and that is liberate business owners from chaos. That's what we spend our day thinking about. Uh, That's what we spend our time doing. Um, That's what we want to focus on. Like we are obsessed with liberating business owners from chaos. And the reason we do it is because we want them to make time for what matters most. And in some cases, that's running the business. In some cases, it's not running the business. We want them to do some other things with their time um, other than running the business. And so in order for us to get that done, here's how we do it. We work with business owners and their key leaders, typically of businesses less than 50 employees. So between 2 and 50 employees that have been in business for at least a couple of years, a cash flow positive And we work with those business owners and their key leaders to help them build systems, process, and then articulate all of their purpose um, using what we call our business on purpose roadmap for anybody on video. You can actually see that roadmap right up there. Um, We've got a very proprietary, very prescribed roadmap that we take people through. So this is not a coaching framework that goes, hey, what's on your mind today? Uh, We care what's on your mind today, but we're going to take you this direction. And uh, the reason is, is because we've worked with hundreds of business owners in that space. We've walked down this trail thousands of times uh, in multiple different segments. and, uh, and, And we know what gets the results that the business owners want. And we get asked all the time, so what does a business owner get? Well, the business owner gets whatever they want. We base it off their vision. And so once we have their vision in mind, then we help build the business that aligns with the vision that they've got.
0: You know, I don't think you can hear anything about business these days without hearing about workforce, workforce, workforce. This is a critical issue. And I'm sure the businesses that you're working with. And that's why you're going to be chatting with us during small business week, because it is just I think everyone wants a magic bullet. Not so sure there is one. So give us your thoughts. It's a hot topic. What are what are you doing? And how can businesses solve some of these workforce issues?
1: Well, I think we always have to look at these things uh, in seasons. You know, there's, there's great proverbial wisdom from thousands of years ago that teaches us about how things come in cycles and in seasons. So we've got to understand that material delays, pricing increases, personnel issues, all of that stuff, we're in a season for that. And in time, we'll be out of that season into another season. Now, we don't know how long that is. Uh, but the reality is we can take two different, one of two different approaches to that. We can either take the strategic in the now approach, or we can take the principled long tail approach. The strategic in the now, and there, and there's value in both, by the way, but the strategic in the now approach goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what do we do? What do we do? And start sort of putting Band-Aids on all sorts of problems. And not realizing that what, whatever lever we pull today will have consequence tomorrow and in a year from now. And consequence isn't good or bad. It's just, it, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a reaction, it's a response. And so, for instance, it's easy now to drive down 278, let's say, for instance, and you can see a billboard that says $3,000 signing bonus. All right, well, let's run that down the trail. You do a $3,000 signing bonus today. Eventually, you're not going to want to do that $3,000 signing bonus. So who's the first person in the first round of people who don't get that bonus? And how do you respond to that? And so there's consequence. It's just a simple little uh, example. But there's consequence to whatever decisions we make today. That's why it's really important to take a principled long-tail approach to things, even in the midst of using strategy for what we do. And so we need to ask ourselves the question around personnel, well, what was good hiring practice, recruiting practice, onboarding practice, engagement, culture practice? What, what were good principles of those things before we had the personnel crisis? 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago. What did it look like to be strong in our principles around people, not necessarily having to deal with all the, the in the now sort of strategy? And so when we think about personnel issues, is are, is finding people hard right now? Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's really, really hard. I was just in Austin last week and uh, we were taking the Uber from the airport into downtown to go speak. And I looked up and at the top of one of the high rises, it said Indeed. And my first thought, I couldn't help it. My first thought was, oh my gosh, that's where all of our clients' money's going. Uh, that's paying Indeed to help them find some stuff. I'm sure they're doing great work but you can't help but just sort of think, wow. And so you know, Indeed's got its name on high rises now and all of this stuff. Well, they will today, but they won't tomorrow. Something new will come. We'll have a problem du jour here in about two or four years or eight years or whatever. And so I think the question to ask is, am I being principled? Am I taking a principled approach to personnel? Meaning being um, having great integrity in my recruiting process great process in my hiring process? Am I mapped out in my onboarding process? Are all of those things laid out? Because if they're not, it doesn't matter what strategy you have.
0: It sounds like you're, I mean, a very proactive versus reactive approach. And I think, like you said, a lot of people right now are in reactive mode. They have a crisis right in front of them and they've got to go, go, go. I know that you're gonna be chatting with us during Small Business Week, which we're thrilled about, and you're gonna be doing a, a seminar for that. Tell us about the topic of that seminar and why you think it's relevant.
1: So there's a, there's a variety of different things that we can be talking about right now. You know, I'll go back to one of the things that we were just mentioning. Sales, for instance. Right now, a lot of people are not having a lot of challenges with sales, especially like in the contractor space. Some, some people might raise their hand and go, I am. But typically, we're not really, really having that hard of a time with sales. But guess what we're still talking about with our clients? Sales, marketing. Because if you let up on that now, it's going to bite you in two years or four years or eight years when when that thing comes back around. And so we're going to talk about something different related to personnel at Small Business Week. But I want to be very clear that we're as bullish about operational focus, marketing focus, sales focus, all of the areas as much today as we are personnel. But the title of our time is going to be Help Wanted, How to Find, Hire, and Keep Employees in an unpredictable market. So we're not gonna give great strategy. A lot of people go, ah, do we do beanbag chairs? Do we do soda fountains in the snack room, lunch on Fridays? Like, is that how we find new people? No, they don't care. And this idea, I'll see this a little bit, culture is not something that we look at that is driven by beanbag chairs and ping pong tables. And like I said, sodas, soda fountains in the snack room. Culture is actually a biology term. Think of a Petri dish in bio lab in 11th grade or a college or wherever you were at. And so you have this Petri dish. Well, what'd you do with the Petri dish? You put stuff in it and stuff grew out of it, right? And so think about this. That That's where the word culture actually came from. And so the idea is that you're culturing those things. Well, culture is really simple and biology is really simple. Whatever, even though I didn't do well at it, but whatever ingredient you put in the Petri dish, when it is subset to heat, moisture, light, it starts to grow whatever ingredients you put in there. So if you put these ingredients in the Petri dish, unpredictability, frustration, last minute, lack of process, lack of clarity, lack of focus, lack of communication, if those are the ingredients that go in the Petri dish, well, eventually they're gonna meet the heat, the moisture and the light of business day to day, Monday through Friday, whatever. Guess what's gonna grow out? Frustration, anger, irritability, confusion. But if we're able to take and put principle, process, system, repetition, predictability, meaning, relationship, and we put those ingredients in the Petri dish, well, guess what's going to grow out? And so that's what we're going to be focusing on during that time.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned something that's really important, too. We all talk about hiring our workforce and getting our workforce and finding our workforce, retaining our workforce. What do you think is the biggest mistake businesses make when it comes to retaining that workforce? The biggest mistake, what would you say, are the top two
1: I think it's leaders forgetting that people are just human beings. And so whatever maintains relationship in society around human beings will also magically maintain relationship in business. And so one of the things, in fact, we'll talk about this, is we have two elements that we leverage and that we put into every single business. One's called the culture calendar. And so you look at this calendar. It's a week-by-week-by-week-by-week calendar. It gets brought up in every team meeting every week for every business. And all they do is they simply look down, the culture calendar. And so now what we do, for instance, tomorrow morning in our team meeting at eight o'clock, we're going to look down our culture calendar and it's going to tell us it's Brent Perry's birthday this week. I would have forgotten that because I'm not good at remembering that stuff, but our culture calendar tells us that. It also tells us when we have our team meetings, when we have our coaches meetings, when we have our check-ins, when we have vision day that we're going to be having next week. I know that because we looked at our calendar last week. And so all of these things that Uh, develop health and engagement. I'm not talking about just fun and juggling. I'm talking about real human connection and relationship, hard conversations, fun conversations, and more often than not just boring conversations. A lot of business is just pretty remote and routine and boring conversations, but we need to be planning those so that there's not confusion. And so we have this culture calendar. And then the other thing that we highly recommend that anybody can do this. So um, it's so easy to do. But it's hard from, a, uh, from an engagement standpoint to actually make the time to do it. And we, have them, we, we We just call them team member check-ins. And when one person gets all their direct reports together every other week throughout the year and ask them five questions, and we'll talk about those five questions at the workshop together. But when you ask those same five questions and tell them, hey, Lily, I'm going to be asking these same five questions every other week. And so, Lily, let's sit down. Let's talk about these same five questions. Well, what it does is it gives Lily a platform to be able to communicate with you that she would otherwise not have, but it also gives you a platform to communicate with her because there's times that you got to have very encouraging conversations with Lily, and there's some times that you may have to have a tough conversation with her and say, hey, but you don't know when to do it. Well, this is the time to be able to do that. We've got to plan those conversations, the good, the bad, and the monotonous.
0: You know, you you obviously work with a lot of companies, as you said, have been in business one year, two years. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, by nature, sometimes sometimes they're big picture thinker. they're forty thousand foot people, and they're not great with process. That's like the 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 part of the business we don't, the unsexy part, but yet ineffective. How do you deal with with um, talking with those types of entrepreneurs who maybe process is not their strong suit?
1: Yeah. Well, first thing we have to do is come to them and just say, you don't have a choice. You decided to get into the entrepreneurial game and you're running an organism. And if we go back to science class, again, I was not a good science student, but I know this, organisms are complex. And to be able to run an organism, you've got to make the time to be able to do it. And running an organization is a responsibility, just like raising kids. It's like being married in a relationship. It's a responsibility. And so I could say, well, you know. My wife likes to sit down and have conversation, but I'm not really into that. Well, I got to get over that. Like, I don't have a choice. Um, you know, my, my kids really want to spend time with me going out fishing, but I'm not really into that. Well, I got to get over that. I got to learn how to fish or whatever it is that they like to do that really speaks to them. And so when it comes to running a business, there are some things as an owner you just got to get over. And here's the challenge in business, especially when you're driving around, say, Hilton Head or Bluffton or whatever, and you look and you're driving and you're at a stoplight and there's a truck that pulls up next to you and it's XYZ Company on the side of the truck. And you look and you're like, oh my gosh, I know the owner. You know That's Susie. She owns that whole company. And I've seen those trucks all over town. Man, Susie, quote, must be crushing it. Well, we don't know that. What do we know? We know Susie's got trucks They've got branded logos, there's workers in there. And so we know that there's a business running, but is Susie owning the business or is the business owning her? We don't know that. And so we, we presume upon that. But the reality is the question we've got to ask Susie is, hey, Susie, are you running that or is it running you? And if you're running it, are you following by process? Because business owners in mass, what we have found is they would much rather own a business that they don't have to operate day to day than to own a business that they have no choice but to operate it day to day.
0: What a great, are you, are you owning the business or is the business owning you? I am so excited. We are so excited to have you speak with our Small Business Week group. It'll be the highlight of the week. And Scott, thanks so much. We look forward to hearing more.
1: Thank you. I'm proud of the work that you guys are doing as well. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Thanks, Scott. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people.